Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The game. Glad to have you here on Dukes and Bell. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is a new year, and we have big things planned, and we're going to continue to uh, entertain you guys and have fun and do the things we do on this show Day in and day out. Today is a little bit difficult just because everybody is thinking about Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, and, you know, what's going to happen. He's still at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. He is listed in critical condition. We are going to talk to our buddy, Sal Capaccio, who covers the Bills. He's actually one of their sideline guys. He was there last night. He was on the sideline. And witnessing how this was playing out, he's going to join us here in about 20 minutes to talk about uh, where things are. And, and, and I think, you know, Mike, for a lot of these Bills players, who wants to practice? Who wants to play right now? I mean, seriously. Yeah, it just – I saw it last night, and again, I, I saw Skip Bayless's tweet. I'm like, I, I think Skip will figure out the, the playoff seedings next week, okay? Like, I get it. Was, it was he insinuating that they should continue to play? Yeah, and because he was just talking about the ramifications because, you know, you still have a number one seed in the AFC technically up for grabs. You know, the road to the playoffs now will go through potentially Arrowhead as opposed to the snow and the elements of Buffalo because Buffalo didn't get a chance to win this game. But I just think at that point, you just table that. You don't even go down that road. I mean, I saw it. And then once you saw the replay, when ESPN aired the replay, and then they went back to the studio show, which was awkward as hell because everybody's freaked out by it. You know, it's just it's like you just got to say, yeah, I mean, forget your fantasy league. Forget your NFL playoff That's picture. Right. Let's just think about a young man who's 24 years old and might die. You know, and, and the guys were shook up. When you see that kind of – I don't know about you guys. You know, I, I had to give my dad CPR at a Giants game once. My brother had to do it for him because my old man went through like five heart attacks. Yeah. But it's it's freaky. And I, I'm a, a buddy, Captain John, a friend of – you met him. Saved a guy's life at the Super Bowl one time. The guy had a heart attack. He gave him CPR. And it's just to see that happen to one of your best friends and a teammate and you he, and to see where he's completely out – and they've got to give them oxygen, and you've got to get the paddles out, the whole shebang. I mean, that's just not something you reset. All right, going in the locker room for 5 to 10 to 20 minutes is not going to get that flushed out of your head. There's no way you can compete. And, be, and then, guys, that's how guys get hurt because now your head's not in the game. We'll see. Hopefully hmm. we get good news. But there is no timeline, guys. It could come in hours. 
Come three days from now, it could come a lot longer than that. We will see. Just keep uh, him in your prayers. All right, with that said, Mike, we got a lot more to get to. Sal is on the way. We'll talk to him in 20 minutes. Right now, let's get to an NFL blues. Welcome to the NFL. From around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. One guy that is taking the next step is Kayvon Thibodeau. He plays for the New York football Giants. The Giants are in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Hmm. But he did something this last weekend, and Bo tweeted it out back to us on our uh, on our text line. And, and you know, uh, we were all getting ready for New Year's and doing the things we were doing. And Bo was very upset about this because he was like, this is disgusting. And if you didn't see it, Jeff Saturday, the current coach of the Colts, that's who they were playing, had a lot to say about it after the game. Now, Thibodeau basically is doing snow angels after a sack on Nick Foles. I don't know, Mike, if he knew the damage that had been caused to have Foles on the ground convulsing and guys gathering around going, what's going on with Nick Foles? This guy's really hurt. Meanwhile, here Kayvon Thibodeau is doing snow angels. I don't know if he knew. But he did, he did somewhat apologize, saying, hey, you get a sack in this league, you celebrate. He's laying next to him. I don't know if he saw him, as I said, and I'm not going to sit here and make excuses, guys. But a lot of people saw that, Mike, and they were upset about it. And they were pissed off about the fact that Thibodeau didn't have a lack of awareness, his lack of awareness, right. should I say, in this situation. Now, and once Thibodeau goes to the ground, I don't know what his peripheral vision was or his lack of peripheral vision. Either way, it looked awful. The optics on that were terrible. He did, as you said, he did apologize, saying he was not aware of the condition of Foles. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, there's, especially this happened again. This, this goes on before what happened in the Cincinnati Bengals game. But then people saw that and it goes, holy cow, what are you doing, man? Where's your common sense? And we're, we're, we're Giants players are going, dude, get up. Will you get up? So either way, the optics were pretty funky. But he did apologize. <sighs> All right, let's talk about some of the other things. Like, didn't we know they were going to win the NFC South? Didn't we know they were going to find a stinking way to get it done? Tom Brady, three touchdown passes, Mike, to Mike Evans. Mike Evans, by the way, first receiver with nine seasons to start with 1,000 yards receiving. One and only. I mean, better than Jerry Rice. I mean, Terry, Terry Holt were the two guys. It's pretty impressive. With that said, let's uh, hear Tom Brady. Quarterback sneak. This made it 30-21, and then Brady on the win. You got Leonard Fournette in the backfield now. Out to the edge. Quarterbacks lead. Brady takes it in for a. Is it a touchdown, Mr. Ref? Is it a come on now, Ref? Come on, Mr. Ref. He got into the end. Did he not get into the end zone? Come on, Brad Rogers. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady does his thing. Fire the cannons again. Wow, what a fourth quarter. Really proud of our guys and everyone on the team, coaches. We battled through a lot of tough things this year. and Happy to win the division. It's always tough to, to do it. There's, NFL games are tough to win, and you know, we um, always figure out a way to keep them somehow exciting. Yeah, and we had mentioned that stat going into the game. That's the Bucks Radio Network with Gene Decker off in the first part of the audio, is that he had six interceptions, Carl, while targeting Mike Evans this year. This is the first game where they wow. really actually got on the same page. And then Brady, remember the comments just a week ago where Chris Collins was going, I don't know what Brady's doing when he's throwing <laughs> behind guys and hitting yep. the ground and hitting their feet. So... Uh, we're going to see Brady in what could be. Now, again, there's rumors all there's rumors all over to down the NFL landscape where Brady might go next year. But you may see Brady's final regular season game Sunday at Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. And they said they're going to play the starters. Well, the listen, uh, we were having this discussion on, on the podcast in the huddle about whether Todd Bowles is smart enough to do this. This isn't Belichick. This is Todd Bowles. He's playing for his job. 
You play Brady and he gets hurt and you just squeaked into the playoffs, mm. you're fired at the end of this season. There's no way he plays Sunday. There's no way Brady plays. And again, where is this coming from? Todd Light doesn't want to see his guys get injured. You give it, do you care that you're eight and nine or nine and eight? You're in the playoffs, you've won the worst division. The uh, Seahawks won a division at seven and nine. Jets won a division at eight and eight years ago when it was a 16 game season. This one is a little screwy. Now, I got I got tickets. I'm going to get my perfect attendance. I want to see Tom Brady. I'd like to see <laughs> you Brady's. Want your, you want your pin? I don't know if we get the pin this year. They got the pin last year. But I'm just, I'm a little curious because if you Falcon fans remember, one that Carl and I talked about, we weren't working together at the time yet, but you and I discussed it, was Mike Smith decides to use the starters oh, in Week 16. Me. John Abraham rolls his ankle, and then the Predator can't track down Colin Kaepernick, and we lose the NFC Championship it's the brutal. following two weeks. It's brutal. It was brutal. Um... I don't believe he plays, guys. Brady has missed the year he, he tore his ACL, the year he suspended for four games mm-hmm. by the league. That's the only time he's ever missed. Now, if it's Brady, he wants to play. Mike, I can't play him in good conscience. I just can't. I just I don't understand why you would run your starters out there. Godwin's been banged up. You know, you've had all sorts of issues. The tight end position has been banged up. You've gone through two centers. I would go with the B team, but hey. You know, you may see it, and if you do, it could be Brady's last regular season game. By the way, you mentioned a lot. We Everyone's been talking about the Hamlin hit and the situation. Yeah. NFL continues to figure out what they're going to do. Apparently, this game may never get played. Uh, there's really, as we said, Carl, there's just no logistical way. Or there's no way in the schedule that you can squeeze in a game. Remember when we had the COVID issues two years ago? Yep. And that created teams playing in four days rest? They never want to go back to that. So I just think you may see Kansas City get the number one seed in this deal. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but again, it's unprecedented when you talk about the circumstances at hand and the timing of this. Nobody can control it. I think Mm. it's the right move for the NFL. I think it's the right move for the Bengals and the the Bills as well. All right, let's talk about uh, the Giants being in the playoffs, Mike, because Daniel Jones, you guys remember when Joe Judge was the coach, by the way? You remember when Joe Judge was the coach? And we said, people, you're asking, who's Joe Judge? We said to you, (laughs) this is a clown show. Brian Dable's been on the job one season, and they're back in the playoffs with the right. same quarterback and the same Saquon Barkley. Here's my point. They are a good team. They're not a great team, Mike. And they get in. Brian Dable was talking about the playoffs, but Daniel Jones, 18-yard touchdown run. They're back. Jones takes the snap. He's going to keep it and run around the left side. He's got a lead block. Jones to the 15. Jones to the 10. Jones to the 5. Shoulder. Did he get in? Yes. Touchdown, Daniel Jones. 18 yards. Happy we won this game, and, you know, am I excited? Certainly I'm excited, but, you know, I think you just got to stick with the process that, that got you here. Got to get ready to play another game. And Yep, so the Giants are in, guys. They have clinched the last seed that's available is Seattle. Seattle Seahawks, by the way, win the tiebreaker over Detroit based on a head-to-head win percentage. Mm. Got to give a, a lot of credit to Dan Campbell. Lions, I mean, they've had some ugly losses, but I didn't think that team watching hard knocks get to 8-8 eight eight this year and sniff the playoffs. So Seattle has got the last chance to punch their ticket in the NFC. And now the only question is, will the Eagles win or lose? In which case, if they lose, San Francisco needs to win. There's a lot of different tiebreakers, but Minshew just ain't the guy. And there were a lot of folks taking shots at Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk and NBC Football for saying, you know, i got to be honest with you. You know, Jalen Hurts, I'm not really seeing it. This team's so loaded. What do you need from Jalen Hurts? <laughs> and they get absolutely destroyed last week. So there you go. Maybe you got to undo that top button, Chris Sims. Carl's cutting off the circulation to his freaking brain. 49ers can still clinch the number one overall seed. Hmm. The Eagles are clowning around, Mike. If they beat the Cards, Eagles lose to the Giants. 
49ers are number one seed after all right. of this Eagles conversation. So, but again, Minshew, Minshew did a great job against the Cowboys, but you saw what – this is the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing. He's only capable of doing right. this one game out of three. No. And I, that's it. I agree. Hey, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, guess what? They could find themselves in the playoffs – uh, Aaron Rodgers, his touchdown pass, and then let's hear him talk about staying alive. Rodgers buying time, looking, lost, out of the end zone, touchdown, touchdown Robert Tunyon, right side of the end zone, it's 23-3, to they beat Josh Metellus. Not the same old Lions, you know, they've been, they've, uh, they were 1-6 at one point, and they've come all the way back to 8-8, eight and eight, and there'll be a lot on the line for both teams. It'll be exciting to uh, to line up against them. It's a playoff game, guys. Right. It's a playoff game. Um, they win, they're in. I, 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 Mike, there are games that you could look at this weekend and say, have to watch because it means so much. You just wonder if the Packers had gone after a wide receiver earlier in the draft because everyone knows that Christian Watson is a tremendous talent, but it took him half the season to get it in gear. Yep. And now he's a weapon. And it happened really. The Cowboys game was kind of his coming out party. But is he going to be – do you think the Rodgers and the Packers are going to get it done? I don't know, man. Here's the deal, guys. Two weeks in a row, they've gotten four turnovers each game. Four, four. They got a special teams touchdown last weekend. Mike, they're playing better defense. They're running the ball with Aaron Jones. If you're telling me they're going to do all those things, I got to believe they're going to beat the Lions at home. I I just, my thing is the Mm. things we've seen the last two weeks, they haven't done all year. But this is one for Campbell and company where, you know, like, hey, you're playing with house money. No one expects you guys to be here. Let it rip. Goff has had some good ones. You know, he's, no one really respects Goff, but Goff has had some nice games. They got their, they finally get Jameson Williams healthy. You know, he's, remember, they drafted him knowing he was going to be injured. Swift has been solid and hitting, catching balls out of the back. Mm. But they got weapons, too, in Motown, man. They do. Hey, NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. I just came out of a, a 12-day <laughs> cleanse. I guess it worked. Roger that. Sal Capaccio is going to join us, guys. He was on the sideline last night. He is a guy that witnessed it all. We're going to talk to him next on Sports Radio. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. We got Yeah Man, No Man on the way. Uh, do want to let you guys know uh, in our area here in Atlanta, severe weather is possible. So mm. keep your head on a swivel, guys. Just be aware of uh, a front that's blowing through. And, and Mike and I will talk more about that. We want to spend some time with our guy, Sal Capaccio. WGR, he's on the sidelines last night when all of this goes down with Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. And, Sal, thanks for joining us, man. Unfortunately, I wish we were talking about something different. You know, I, I, I wish, but we're not. And I, I just want to get your reflection, first and foremost, about what you were witnessing last night. Uh, we were following you on social media because I was trying to get as much information as we possibly could and to, to see some of your tweets and things that, we, that you were saying about the reaction really gave me a feel for what was happening on the field last night there in Cincinnati. Yeah, thanks. Uh, good to join you. And, you know, in, in my role, that's that's the job, right? We're trying to help everybody understand what's going on in the field. And I'm down there and I'm part of the radio broadcast. You know, but at the same time, I'm trying to process it like everybody else is. And it, it was tough. It was just a really tough scene. And, you know, you knew right away that it was, it was not good, uh, that it got worse as the night went on, as the situation went on. And, you know, you saw then the emotion on the players' faces, obviously. They were really, really... Um, you know, taken aback and, and broken up, a lot of them, a lot of tears. And these guys who are supposed to be larger and tougher than life, you know, just bawling and, and consoling one another. And, you know, you just 
you hope and pray that DeMar is going to be okay. And that's the situation we're in today, just awaiting more word and, you know, hopefully get an update here soon that, that he's doing better. But all, all we have so far is really no new update, just that he's still in critical condition. Yeah, I saw last night as everyone else was watching, it seemed like, you know, Sean McDermott and Zach uh, Taylor, they had a, a better handle on this than the NFL, certainly, about the game. It just seemed like, as you just laid out those uh, that picture, the, the emotions just took over. There's no way you can get guys to regroup and play a football game at that point. No, that's right. And it's funny because, you know, they keep saying Joe Buck said five more minutes, they're going to warm up and all this. And I don't know. I didn't see anybody. I didn't hear anybody on the field say that specifically. But I will tell you, the Bills defense was on the field and they were, I don't know if they were ready, but they were preparing for another play. But I, I, I attribute that to maybe just how you're conditioned in this game, right? You're conditioned that when things like that happen, you play on. And as much as you, it's tough, this is what you do. And you're tough and you fight through it. And you're next man up and your teammate got hurt and we're going to pray for him, but we got to play on. Maybe that's why. I'm not really sure. Thank goodness Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott got together and, you know, they were able to get players off the field and say, we're not playing here because I don't know what would happen if they didn't do that. But there's no way, you know, watching that, I, I, I didn't know at any moment how they were going to be able to get on the field and, and play a football game. Sal Capaccio joining us, guys, here on Dukes and Bell as we talk about uh, the aftermath. I, I, I want to know, what did you do when, when the team left? Um, because you guys didn't get back till late, right? Late last night. What, what were yep. guys doing? What was, what was going on? Were you allowed, even in the locker room at that point, uh, what was happening? No, no one was allowed in the locker room after the game. It wasn't a typical post-game. There was really no no post-game at all. Um, while we were waiting for word on what was going to happen before the game was actually postponed officially, you know, we were down in the tunnel area as the media watching and seeing Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor. They were on the phone in an area you could see down the hallway. They were on the phone probably with somebody within the league. Then we saw Sean McDermott and GM Brandon Bean and COO Ron Rakuya. We saw ownership, two owners talking together. We saw a lot of that happening. And then finally, when the game was eventually uh, postponed, we were allowed to go into the media room and pack up. And then there was just a lot of confusion. Nobody knew. Like, are we staying here? Are we leaving? Are we packing up? What are we doing? Um, when are we going home? If we're going home, where are we going? Are we going to the hospital? Anything like that. As you guys know, some Bills players, coaches, they went to the hospital. Um, we had to wait kind of in the hallway as a media for quite a while before they would let us even anywhere near where the buses were loading. And that's kind of different. They didn't want really anybody going by the locker room, even until all the players were out. Right. So once we did that, we got on the buses and I would say we loaded the buses about 1115. I think we were on the bus for probably over an hour. And now I know they're figuring out why they were waiting for people to come back from the hospital to board on the buses to come back to Buffalo. Because hmm. from what I understand, everybody, players, coaches, except for DeMar, obviously, maybe a couple medical personnel. And I know for sure GM Brandon Bean did stay in Cincinnati, but everybody else came back and came back to Buffalo together on the plane. Sal Capaccio is with his guys. He was there when it went down from WGR up in Buffalo. Uh, you know, our thing, we started the show talking about this. Roger Goodell, we didn't hear from him. We heard from Troy Vincent when he did that teleconference around 1230. Sal, I'm not trying to be, you know, more mean-spirited than I usually am about the NFL, but let, your, your take. It's almost like they were waiting to get some good news from the hospital. Oh, he's fine. Let's get back out there, guys. That's what it seemed like watching on television. Sure. I mean, I think that isn't that – kind of the way it plays out a lot right where you know you get that update a little bit later we went through this in buffalo in week two on monday night football where dane jackson who happens to be demar's not only teammate here but was his teammate in pittsburgh by the way happened to have the neck injury and he got carted off the field and put on the ambulance you remember that monday night football game against tennessee and you know they start playing and then you get updates as the game going on that 
he's doing better. He has movement in his extremities. And you're like, okay, you know, and you feel better about it and kind of you go about and, and do your thing. And that's where it comes back to what you're conditioned to do as a football player and in this whole machine of football that we're all a part of. And then you just move on. That was that didn't happen last night. And that's, I think, what a lot of people were hoping for and waiting for. But I think that you saw the looks on those guys' faces and they knew the gravity of the situation because they were up there and they were watching it. And, you know, I think when I two, – two points that really stood out to me that made this – made me understand what was happening and how severe it was were at, at one point the entire Bills sideline came off and went to the field. And I'm talking players, coaches, staff, everybody. And they just formed this really big circle around DeMar Hamlin and the medical team. But what they did was they were there and they were kind of shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. Some were kneeling, praying, they were crying, but they wouldn't, they had DeMar and the medical team like behind them and their backs in the circle while they looked out to us in the stadium Mm -hmm. and on the sidelines. And they did that because they didn't want anyone seeing what was happening and how they were working on DeMar. And I've never, ever seen anything like that. Wow. Sorry, I'm just, just thinking about yeah. that. Uh, did you talk to Josh at all last night? No, we haven't talked to any players at all. We weren't, we weren't allowed to go in the locker room or talk to any players. And, you know, there was, in fact, at one point, um, they said if anybody in the media was inside, like near in the tunnel area near the locker room, they had to shut off their phones, all their equipment. Sure. Sure. Uh, they, they, they had all the, they had all the media leave the tunnel at one point and even told cameras not to shoot any, anything inside the tunnel. They didn't want to even show players like show them coming out of the locker room at all. It's the right thing to do, by the way. Right. And, and, and it's rare that you have these moments. Um, and, and you, I hope that, you know, if you are someone that covers sports like we do, you don't have to deal with this, but it was the right thing to do. And that's why I'm asking, I'm curious you know, did, did anybody have a chance to do that? And, and what you're saying is no. They shut all of that down because they knew the gravity of the situation and how players may respond. And, and to be honest with you, who wanted, who wanted to talk last night, right? right. Who, wanted, who wanted to say anything? So, Sal, I was curious. Thanks for answering that. Yeah, and I would say I don't think any of us wanted to talk. Right? Sure. I mean, like, we sure. waited. We were in that hallway waiting, and nobody talked to anybody. We were all calling our families, um, updating what we knew, saying when we thought we'd be home just getting on the phone and scrolling through Twitter and trying to find as many updates as we could, you know, you get on the bus and you're, you know, it's, it's quiet. You're not talking to anybody and none of us were in the mood to be able to do that. And um, it was just a really somber, sad night overall. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, what kind of a guy is he? We know he's involved like so many NFL players are and off the field. And one of the things that happened last night is people started Googling DeMar, you know, Hamlin and what, what's he involved in? And he's got a charity for kids with toys and he's got over nearly $5 million as we speak right now. But what, what kind of a person is yeah. he from your experience, Sal? <laughs> he's, uh, he's a guy that he is um, – he's all about ball when he's at the facility. And I remember when he was drafted and Todd McShay said – this guy's going to make the Bills. Like, as much as he has a six-round pick and the Bills have a loaded roster, he's going to make the Bills because he's going to be tough and he's going to be a special teams demon and he's going to go in there and he's going to fight his butt off every single day for a job. And that's exactly what he did. And he earned a job and he's behind two all-pro safeties and he didn't play much, but every single day he went to the facility, he worked his tail off, and he became a very big special teams part of the uh, equation of the special teams and then, um, you know, became a starting safety after Micah Hyde got hurt earlier this year. Also that same Tennessee game, by the way, that Dane Jackson went out but you know I remember the game or two after he took over for Micah and the Bills win the game and as the radio network sideline reporter I usually go on the field and I 
I interview one of the players walking off the field after a win. And I try to get somebody who, you know, had a good game and it's not going to be Josh or Stefan or anything like that. So I went up and grabbed Demars. His first game, first or second game he started in the NFL, basically. And so I ran up and I'm like, Demar, Demar, you know, live radio, want to do live radio? And he kind of looked at me like a little weird. And he's like, no, no, I'm good. And I said, Demar, I said, in nine years I've been doing this, you'd be like the first person to say no to a live on-air radio interview, walking <laughs> off after a win. And he kind of laughed and he kind of realized, oh, yeah, okay, you want to talk to me? That's totally cool. And he was great, by the way. I just think it just shows that he was so unassuming. He didn't want the attention because he just goes to work every day and he's, he's such a great kid. Well, we are, you know, hoping for the best, man. Um, I know it was a difficult situation for you last night to, to be there and, and cover that. Uh, stay composed. Because, again, I, I don't think people realize when you're around these teams, and, and Sal, I've been there, you, you're part of it. You're part of these guys, man. Yeah. You, you're traveling with them. You have laughs and personal moments with these guys. You're part of it. And so uh, we appreciate you coming on and sharing this today. And hopefully uh, we get some great news here as we continue to move forward, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate you, too. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, and as we said, it's really it's everything just kind of you know falls a little hollow when you talk about the big picture because there was obviously you know and Skip Bayless got killed because he did the same tweet he did say but it does seem irrelevant but he put it out there and old people only read the first half of the tweet and like I'm always happy to see Skip Bayless get killed but yeah there were there was so many things that were on the line last night which all again became irrelevant in a blink of an eye. Uh, I was just looking at uh, Pat Narduzzi, who's the coach at, at Pitt, uh, talking about this. And, you know, again, uh, Bo, I did not realize this, but it makes sense. Uh, Quadri Allison, who played for the Falcons, went to Pitt, and he put out a nice statement saying, this guy's my little brother. You know, this is a guy that I know really well. Uh, but Pat Narduzzi, the coach, talking about this in his uh, statement, um, uh, that it's more than just about a football player or football. Uh, he's a loving son, brother, and friend. DeMar um, is, you know, head of thousands of, of, of Pittsburgh kids. He's talking about just his impact. And so you heard Sal tell a story there. I just think this is one of those situations, guys, where we get a, a little bit more insight into guys that to put on these helmets and you just think they're ball players, and there's so much more than that. Right. And this is a guy, again, 24 years old. Mike, mm. we're hoping, and you gave the example earlier about the hockey player. There have been various yeah. examples of what we think. We're not doctors. We're not you know neurologists or any of that stuff. But – at 24, you would hope that things, hopefully, if they got to him in time, right. he's going to be able to recover. And I mentioned, you know, I, I was joking around my Aunt Matilda, but she actually did work in the emergency room with thoracic heart surgeon. There's a millisecond where you're vulnerable with your heart. It's literally not even a half, it's half a millisecond. And you've seen, we've read some of the articles that are out there. And that's when you, the contact, and then the heartbeat goes irregular. He tries to stand up, and that's when everything just kind of goes haywire. Yeah. Pronger, Chris Pronger got hit with the puck. I mean, a slap shot, like a 100-mile-hour slap shot right in the chest. And then he was, I mean, it was what made that so scary. He was out with his eyes open on the ice. And, and, and eventually his thing was not as serious as this. He's able to play like three weeks, uh, three days later. Wow. For the Blues. But in this case, this is a serious shock to his system. That's why he's still in critical condition. All right, more to come, guys. It's Dukes and Bell. Happy New Year. We're back together. The fam is back. Turtle behind the glass. Bo Morgan, executive producing. And Bo is coming up with Yeah Man, No Man next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Hey, man, the band is back together. It is uh, Duke Sabell. Carl and I got the vacay. Look, man, I appreciate the text. Some guys hit us up and go, oh, you want to take them on vacation? Look, you got to use it or lose it, man. Again, it doesn't roll over into 2023. So Carl's back. I'm back. The band is back. Squidbilly's back. Chris is here. We got a new young man. We got an NFG over here uh, that we've uh, brought into the system. What's our young man's uh, name over here, Chris? Jason. No. Jason's first speaking part. <laughs> I was going to say. It's, like, oh, it's Jason. Uh, they threw Jay- a mic in front yeah. of him, Mike. He was like, oh. <laughs> so, welcome, Jason, who's a UGA student, graduate or student. Grad? Either way, he's at UGA. Grad. He's grad. And, uh, he's Your a parents young- broke. <laughs> Carl's going through this right now. Uh, yeah. uh, you know what? Jason needs to learn one thing. What's 340 that? is not his time. It's mine. <laughs> I'm just welcoming the new uh, welcome part of the program. Welcome at 440 in God Talk. We appreciate it. By the way, we've got a lot of diversity on this program. Yes, we I'm do. just welcoming this young man. Yes, welcome, we my friend. And, yeah. now, and now it's time for Squid Billy. All right. It's time for Yemen No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo Morgan, what is going on? And Jason, I will get back to that if your parents are broke uh, conversation right. a little bit later on. What's happening, Bo? Happy yeah, New four, Year. At 440, because some people need another place around here. Yeah. Mm. yeah. My segment, my time. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Hey. Good to be back. Good to hear that nothing's really changed with you uh, as far as how you approach things. What else is going on? Well, you know, I got to enjoy... Um, uh, the fight in Cha-Cha's upset USC yesterday. That was fun hey, to watch. Lincoln Riley you, with a blown lead. I'm with you, and that happened a lot. I told Carly's got more blown leads than any other, right? Any other coach is making over uh, $8 million. 
Lincoln Riley? Yes, right now in college football. Yeah. But that was great to see. Steak, for those who don't know, he went to Tulane. And it's so cool to see the ultimate small school get it done. No, listen, that's a four-win team last year. And then they turned it around. Uh, Yeah, that's a a coach that Georgia Tech fans turned their nose up at. (laughs) (laughs) Guess guess it worked out good for Tulane. But but, Mm -hmm. but can I say this? This is what I've been telling you guys. Expanded playoffs is going to be great. Right. That's, USC, that's the greatest advertisement for it. That's my point, guys. Team Tulane, nobody would have gave them a shot if that was in the first round of the playoffs because USC didn't win the Pac-12. They went two and ten last year, two twelve and uh, two. <sighs> this is why it's going to be awesome. All right, Bo, go ahead. I, yes, I'm with you. Tulane, great win. I didn't think they'd win outright. My buddy told me they would cover. I went no way, and they won outright. Dude, I made. I am kicking myself today. Uh, I was in my fantasy championship. And obviously, I don't know what's going to happen because there was a couple of players. Um, T. Higgins was mm-hmm. one of the players on the other guy's roster mm. that was in the game. But I've had Tom Brady on my bench since about week six because he's been <laughs> he's been garbage. And uh, I had to bench Deshaun Watson because he was garbage. Of course, he had his best week since coming back. So I had Brock Purdy starting. He wasn't garbage. Tom Brady had 37 points. Mm. Brady, Brady put up big numbers and nobody's got him on their roster. Mm. He's on my bench. Right. And I'm now – I would have won walking away if I had started Tom mm. Brady. And I'm just sick to my stomach. Because you know what? I'm an idiot. Because you never don't start Tom Brady in any championship game. Even Squid. if it's a fantasy one. He went Tom Brady over Brock Purdy. Very gutsy call by Squid. <laughs> I went Brock Purdy over Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, just sick. All right, so so yes, I agree with you because there are just magical moments that he shows up, and I'm with you. And so you want to mm. punch yourself in the face if you could do it, but I don't know. Like in the moment, was that really a bad decision? Because you said it, the history was like he hadn't done anything in weeks. Right, it wasn't. But you don't not go with the goat in any type of championship game. Right. Mm. That's like having a fantasy basketball team and not starting Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, are they oh, by the way, are they going to do any damage in the playoffs? They get to host a playoff game. We know that. They won a division. Right now they get the Cowboys. And uh that would be a hell of a game if they play, if if Evans is involved like he was in this game. Well, yeah, that was the interesting. You know, that's what's funny, Mike. Uh that's why I didn't start Brady is because of that all that D-line mm. That Carolina has that's pretty freaking good with guys like Derek Brown and and Ionitis in the interior mm. and Tom Brady goes off. It's just unbelievable. Now I lost DeAndre Hopkins because he, uh, he was out of the game. He's done shut down by the Cardinals for the season. So I went with a DJ Moore. He had a he huge. Didn't, he didn't start. No, at he didn't all. play at all. He's yeah. out. And he didn't he, travel. Yeah, he didn't come out here to Atlanta. But DJ Moore gave me a huge win. I'm one of those guys that. I guess, you know, there's just, you know, it's never going to get played. So I would have won this the league that uh, Samuel Tarley and uh, Big Bo started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the 92-9, the game league. So, But a lot of folks, we're, in my league, we're just splitting it. The guys that finished in the, t- in the championship, they're just going to split the pass. I think uh, it's fair. I right. think it's fair. I mean, honestly, in, in how else are you going to do it? Right. You know? So. I thought we were nervous. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've heard. But I'd like to think that that Dallas defensive line could eat up that offensive line of Tampa. I do, too. But you said it. Are you going to bet against Brady at home? And Dak Prescott's throwing the ball early. Everybody gets a pick. I just, Bo, it's going to be interesting. Now That's how it looks like now. We'll see what Week 18 holds. But, yeah, man, I Brady, three. What he, he he threw four, though, right? Or did he do three total? I don't know. Thirty. I, I saw the 37-point line. And I just, I just sure. closed the app. Yeah. I was like, I, I, 
I almost threw the phone across the. Uh, it was in the. I was in the our little interview room that is set aside for Arch and myself and Fox Five for post game. Fox, Fox Five. Fox Five. Four hundred thirty-two yards and three scores. For three, Brady. three touchdowns. Well, listen, Falcon fans, we don't have to worry about Brady playing and us getting cheated. Like we did earlier in the season because mm. you guys remember what happened, right? You remember the Grady play earlier in the season, how we should have got the ball back? I mean, there are plays and moments this season. Right. I'm not going to sit here and complain and tell you we should be the team that should have won this division. But, Mike, we had ample opportunities. Now, no, the, the whole bar got raised when we got to – it was four and four, eight weeks in, we're tied for first, and then that's when things – and unfortunately, that probably pushed Arthur to not start Ritter That's right. and give us a better chance with. And then again, Mariota, you know, the, the, the well, gr- if you the, knew he was going to quit. Then would you have done it? Yes, a hundred percent. And the grenade toss in Carolina—that's when I say, and we'll talk to Arthur on Wednesday. That's when we should have gone to Ritter because there's still people we've got to convince he's the guy. I mean, it'd be nice if he had his first touchdown yesterday, but he did. He gets his first win and Bo his first comfort behind win as a starter. Yeah, and he made. Um, uh, I mean, it was a big time play. They put him at the bat on that third and seven. Two minutes to go in the game. Uh, you get the first down, you ultimately the game is over because they only have, I think, one timeout left. Third and seven, and he puts a throw in a window to Michael Pruitt, who, by the way, all of a sudden is the man. Well, he came on this show a couple of weeks ago. What do you bounce? But the throw he makes to Michael Pruitt in a tight, tight window, I mean, with the game on the line. And by the way, he's made, he made that same throw to Drake London. Now, different, but similar on that fourth and five in New Orleans, and Drake fumbles it. Right. He makes the throw in Baltimore, fourth and something, and I think it was still in the first half, Drake coughs it up. Yeah. The guy has made some big-time throws. He made a throw to Drake in Baltimore where he has the move in the pocket, slings it sidearm. Uh, you know, if Desmond Ritter wasn't picked in the third round, I don't think people are just saying, oh, I don't know. I think people are like, man, he's progressing. This guy's going to be – Money next year with, with a better team around him. We're skewed because he is not a first-round pick. I don't disagree with that. It's how we look at things. If you're a first-rounder, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're a third-rounder, you got to prove it to us. Right now, Mike, you said you wanted him to pop a little bit more. You tweeted it out. I was not disagreeing with you. I said, yeah. I want to see him shine more. But here's the thing. Bo's right. He's not giving the ball to the other team, guys. No, no interceptions. He's checked it down. I've said this, just, if you missed the first hour of the show, where I sit up in the stands, I'm in 342. You see the routes developing, or not developing is a better way to put it. Guys are not getting separation. Drake London, for all the things he's done this year in his rookie year, that's something he needs to work on uh, because he does not get the separation consistently. There's also, Carl, not a lot of guys going down the field. No. Same thing we saw with Mariota. You're seeing nope. with Ritter because they got to have extra guys to chip for protection. Yeah. yeah. I know, by the way, and I know it's early, it's January, whatever. We need some burners. We need some guys that can take the top off the mm. defense. And when I say that, I need bigger guys. Guys that if the ball is up for 50-50 balls, right. they can go make a play and they're burners. We do not have that right now. Now, I'm not adding Kyle Pitts into that mix. I'm going to assume that Pitts is 100% running his 4-4 down the field and we're going to uh, challenge mm-hmm. defenses, Mike. But I'm talking about guys on the outside. Right now, if you say it's third and five, you know what? Throw the ball to Drake London. I, I, I trust him enough yeah. to get the first down. I need guys to take the top off. We don't have that. Yeah, you need a legitimate number two wide receiver. Uh, you can't rely on your tight end to do everything. All right, real quick, quarterback-wise. If Julio I- Jones will be out there, Carl. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we need to score more points. Yes, See, we that's do, what, Art. That's what, people say when you, that's what people say, Mike, when you interrupt me. They don't like that. Um, real quick. If I t- now, this is not a Falcons question. <laughs> This is a this is a put your GM hat on. Okay. John Falcons GM hat on. All right. And I told you this quarterback was out there. The numbers. I'm gonna read numbers only. Give me the numbers. Twelve seasons, uh, seventy four and ninety and one in his career record. 
But he's thrown for 45,000 yards, 282 touchdowns with 144 picks, completed 62% of his passes, and it never won a playoff game. If I told you that quarterback was out there with those numbers, would you? and you had a team that was a quarterback away, oh. would you take him? How many wins? 74, 90, and 1 in his career, never won a playoff game. Hmm. How many touchdowns? Uh, 282. So he's got a ton of touchdowns. But 144 picks. Well, yeah, but they're throwing the ball a lot. Uh, if you're at, yes, if I'm a player away, who, I don't know who that is, but that's a lot of touchdowns. Who is that? All right, if I told you this quarterback was out there, 63 and 79 in nine seasons. That's Derek Carr. Completed 35,000 uh, yards, 64.6% with 217 touchdowns and only 99 interceptions and one playoff game. That's Carr. I don't want Carr. Would you, would, <laughs> would you want that quarterback? I don't want Carr. Carr Sam, he, I think Carr is Andy Dalton. Uh, oh, that's cold-blooded. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm taking both of those guys. Andy Dalton does not have any of the physical tools that Derek Carr has. How many touchdowns has he thrown? 217. Wow. Fumbles. All right. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Mm. I'm taking both of those. Who's the number one guy? Who's that first guy? The number one was Matthew Stafford. Oh, that was his man. numbers with the Lions. Yeah. With the Lions right. only. Oh. But, now, but now because of the neck and the physical issues, I mean, the, the Rams are not going – you watch the Rams, bro. They're going to drop him like first period French. Well, and that's not about the Rams. What I'm telling you He'll is be out there. the comparison is Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. are the same quarterback at, this, at, at, at Stafford's point after 12 seasons in Detroit – Never won a playoff game, been in three. Missed him, and he missed basically almost a full season. Missed a full season. Threw a lot of picks, threw a lot of touchdowns. Derek Carr, thrown a lot of touchdowns, less picks, less yards, no playoff wins. Mm. Both were under 500. Derek Carr could be someone's Matthew Stafford. Who? Yeah, Yeah, man, no man. Yeah, yeah, man, for me. I like that. And by the way, they should have stayed with Bisaccia. I know they didn't because right. they wanted a big splash, and so they go get Josh McDaniels and all of that. But here's the thing, and I know uh, you know with all the car conversation because he left the team too, guys. By the way, because he feels completely disrespected. He was the only guy that kept that thing together last year, right? When when Gruden and all that stuff went down, and he was the guy that literally kept it together. Now. Mike, you still got to win games, and I know he's been turning it over, but, man, I, I like Carr. Maybe I'm a little biased. I think he's a hell of a quarterback, and I didn't realize those numbers were as close mm. when you start talking about Stafford in a losing organization and then goes and gets the right coach and gets the right defense and wins the Super Bowl. Could that be Carr? Absolutely. Yeah, they're, and they're both guys with big arms. They yeah. can move in the pocket. They just have been in crap franchises. Yeah, I just don't know, man. You, you put Carr here. You're gonna be- I don't want him here. I'm talking right. about a, a team that right. a team like L. A. That is screaming at me. That is a well. That's the point. You, you keep saying here, like say he goes to the Jets. What is what he do with Ooh, the Jets this year? Jets have everything See, but a quarterback. A team that's a quarterback away. Jets have got everything but the quarterback. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, Carr. I mean, I just Carr to me is not a guy who's ever going to win a Super Bowl. Ever going to win a playoff game? He's just not that guy. I I've lost a lot of faith in him. And this is nothing to do with Josh McDaniels, who obviously can't even couldn't run a candy store, let alone an NFL team. But this is just a guy that I don't think has it. And I know the same – Squidbillies making a nice comparison because the same things were said about Matthew Stafford. Carr doesn't have the physical issues that Matthew Stafford has as well. Matt missed a lot of games. I just don't see – Carr's one of those guys, Carl. I don't see him having a second act like a Jim Plunkett somewhere. Well, he's going to get traded. Uh, by the way, he will get <laughs> – mark the date down. February 15th, Super Bowl's the 12th. They got to get him off the roster or they're going to owe mm. him his full salary of $35 million plus a $7 million signing bonus the next year. They're not doing that, Mike. There's no way the Raiders are doing that. So this is going to happen fairly quickly. What I mean, guys, is there may be a trade in place, 
that might happen with a team that says, yes, we're going to take him on, and we may not hear about it until March. And, mm. and well, I, part of the reason the Raiders aren't in the playoffs this year is he's got four multiple interception games this year for the Raiders. And by the way, I thought the exact – I said the exact same thing that Mike said about Derek Carr last year about Stafford. I didn't think Stafford was the guy. I didn't think he put him over. But he could be somebody's Matthew Stafford Well, if you year. believe that Sal has built that culture, to your point about the Jets, because, you know, again, they just need a court. they got a good defense. They've they got, got, got playmakers. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, guys, as always, Yeah Man No Man is brought to you by W Sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. Go to the WSauce.com, find a retailer near you. Also, don't forget our good friends at the Georgia Hemp Company and TheGeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10 for 10% off all your CBD needs online. Turtle, hit Mr. Squidbilly's music. This is just stuff that had to be said. It needed to be said. <laughs> it so to be said. And sorry, sorry that uh, – I got spirited. I, my news resolution is not to lose my mind on Twitter because this is one of those things that as soon as a guy gets out there, Carl, on the uh, people say, we need Derek Carr. Get out of here. We don't need Derek Carr. We need a young quarterback. We're not spending money on the quarterback. Yeah, I don't want to spend that kind of money on, on him, but I like his skill set. Right. All right, coming up, Dog Report is coming up. One tight end is hurt. Is he going to be able to play? And Dog fans, my number one concern as we get ready for the national championship We'll tell you about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.